Welcome to the Giving Stories series presented by the JW Couch Foundation. With each episode, we will venture into the heart of communities across the nation, spotlighting the incredible nonprofits that work tirelessly to uplift, empower, and support those in need. Hello, everyone. I'm Sean Couch, President and Co-Trustee of the JW Couch Foundation. Over the years, we've had the honor of reviewing thousands of inspiring grant applications. We award grants to teams that share our vision, focusing on three pillars, preservation, wellness, and education. In this podcast series, we'll sit down with some of these amazing teams, diving deep into their stories, their challenges, and the impact they're making every single day. It's our way of celebrating the spirit of giving and showcasing the heroes behind the scenes. So grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, or just settle into your commute and join us on this journey of inspiration, compassion, and hope. Welcome to The Giving Stories. I'm a survivor of sexual abuse as a child. And I never really spoke to anybody about that till I was much older. And I discovered this place in Idaho called the Lodge of Palisades Creek. And I had been fishing there for about 25 years. And I found a way to get through and heal from my trauma and so forth as a child on those waters. And there's so many life lessons about fly fishing, as you might can imagine, is that when you get on that water, you don't know what's going to happen around that first bend, and you can't do anything about the fish that you miss behind you. And uh, you have to learn to trust your guide. You have to present well. And there's a thing called mending the line. And really that's kind of where God gets involved is that, you know, sometimes we get out of line and we have to mend our line to get back in that riffle so that things are working well for you on the water. And these kids spend those days on the water uh, experiencing that understand the fact that they can't do anything about the fish that they missed. They don't know what's going to happen around the next bend. They have to trust the Lord. You know, the guide is kind of that symbol. And they have to adjust their life as you're going down the river. That was Steve Davis, the founder of On River Time, a nonprofit that offers healing and hope to children who've experienced neglect and abuse using the therapeutic power of fly fishing to rebuild trust and confidence and resilience. On River Time is not just a nonprofit, it's a haven for children who face the trials of abuse and neglect. Through the art of fly fishing and the serenity of the river, They offer these young souls a chance to heal, reflect, and dream. Joining us today are two remarkable individuals at the heart of On River Time. Founder Steve Davis, whose vision and passion gave birth to the sanctuary, and Executive Director Wendy Garner, who has been instrumental in steering its mission and making waves of change. 
Wendy, Steve, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. I look forward to learning more about your organization and sharing its mission with our listeners. John, thank you so much for having us. Steve and I always love sharing about On River Time. The kids that we serve are truly amazing, and it's just such an honor for us to come alongside and support them. So thank you. You are so welcome, Wendy. It is an absolute honor to have these conversations with organizations such as yourself and to help share your story. And I hope that our listeners get as excited as I do whenever I get to participate in conversations like this, because it is incredibly inspiring. And I just look forward to diving more into this conversation. So let's kick it off. Tell us more about On River Time. So Steve, who is with us right now, is the founder. And he started On River Time in 2012. And On River Time works to empower children of abuse and neglect through life-affirming programming, mentoring, and scholarships. And for years, we have always been focused on the fly fishing camps, where we take kids from these children's homes who have the experience of abuse and neglect to Idaho to go fly fishing. And it's just an incredible opportunity for them to see outside their existing circumstances. And we speak to them about their worth, their inherent worth, in spite of what they've experienced and help them to broaden their horizons and and see that they have opportunity for a better future than what they had come from. And then in addition to that, we have our SOAR programming where we partner with the older teenage and then those that are uh, embarking on whether it's college or trade school. And we work with them closely and help them with mentoring in terms of resume writing and help and job interview practice. We do mock interviews. We have a separate retreat for them as well. But it was all started uh, 11 years ago now by Steve Davis, who is just an amazing man. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah Sean, growing up in East Texas, uh, we didn't have a lot of fly fishing, as you can imagine. We had hunting and things of that nature, but I'm a survivor of sexual abuse as a child, and I never really spoke to anybody about that till I was much older. And I turned to fly fishing about 35 years ago as a means of really kind of addressing the scars that I had. And I discovered this place in Idaho called the Lodge of Palisades Creek, and I have been fishing there for about 25 years. And I found a way to get through and heal from my trauma and so forth as a child on those waters. And so I wrote a book called Picking Butterbeans, which is my story of recovery. And following that, we decided to start on River Time and use that same water to allow kids to experience the same sense of healing, changing their perspective by taking them out of their environment. And there's so many life lessons about fly fishing, as you might can imagine, is that when you get on that water, you don't know what's going to happen around that first bend, and you can't do anything about the fish that you miss behind you. And you have to learn to trust your guide. You have to present well. And there's a thing called mending the line. And really, that's kind of where God gets involved is that, you know, sometimes we get out of line and we have to mend our line to get back in that riffle so that things are working well for you on the water. And these kids spend those days on the water uh, experiencing that. Understand the fact that they can't do anything about the fish that they missed. They don't know what's going to happen around the next bend. 
They have to trust the Lord. You know, the guide is kind of that symbol. And they have to adjust their life as you're going down the river. We are finding that a lot of them look forward to it because they're hearing about the trip from other kids that yeah. went. Like, and they tell them, you have got to go on this trip. It is is the most unbelievable and opportunity of a lifetime. But they, they do, true. they, they do come with a little bit of, you know, they're shy, they're introverted, they're scared. They may be put with another group of children's homes, which is really neat because they quickly feel comfortable with one another. I don't have to explain why I'm here, but you get me, you know, we come from similar circumstances but you literally see a change in their countenance over just a few days of being there, where they go from being shy and unsure of themselves to really just kind of embracing. And it's not just about the fly fishing and the fun experiences, whitewater and going to the Grand Tetons, but we have a lot of more quiet moments and opportunities for them to really just to begin to release their past. And one of those crucial ones is throwing their fears in the fire. And this is something that Steve has been doing with them for years. And I started in 2019 and it's like our first full night there. And you think they're not going to open up. And yet it's just amazing how they do. They realize it's a safe place and they share. We have everybody write down something that they're afraid of and throw it in the fire and release it. And so there's some healing that takes place there and also an element of trust with one another. And so they allow themselves to be a little bit more vulnerable. And then these relationships form. It's really beautiful. You know, if you think about healing, water has been a part of healing for thousands of years. I mean, people have used water as a source of healing. And so that's one aspect of fishing where you can be out there by yourself in that moment with your inner self. And you can change your perspective on not only the world, but yourself in that time. So you, you'll see these kids that morning when we're giving our talks to get out on a boat, they, they're all a little bit apprehensive. But when they come off that water and they start talking about their day, they are completely changed in that moment. And then that sets the, the stage for, uh, for us to be able to connect with them throughout the week in different settings, be it fishing or hiking or our small group meetings, our fishing times, our fire times, all those things tend to, it's not just one thing, it's all these things to get together. And fishing itself is, you know, we talk a lot about why Jesus chose, you know, the fishermen. And uh, there's a reason for all of that. And that's, that's one of the foundations behind what we do is that we want them to understand that we're here for a purpose on this earth. And let's, you know, let's try to make it matter. Sean, another thing is it's not like a one and done opportunity to be able to camp, but we stay involved in their lives afterwards. And it's really neat because of on river time, these homes from different states, the directors are now they have they say before we used to feel like we lived on an island. Now they can pick up the phone and call um, you know, Palmer Home in Mississippi can call Big Oak Ranch in Alabama, can call Still Creek Ranch in Texas. And, hey, how are you handling this, including how are you handling COVID? And all of that came from the relationship with On River Time. Well, these 
that we serve also are at the same time, which I think is just beautiful, expanding their programming. And, you know, right now or before the kids age out at 18 and now they're expanding it to, okay, if you you know, are, are choosing to continue your education, whether that's through trade school or a two-year degree or a four-year degree, we're creating this transitional program for you. And they're building apartments for these older kids as they're aging out. And then through our SOAR programming, we're coming alongside and helping those kids and saying, you can do this. And then connecting them with mentors, like depending on what business they're looking at going into, people who they can talk to, the job interview practice, helping with their resumes. It sounds like an amazing transformative experience. It's really remarkable that it, it's beyond just the time at camp, but really building a, you know, an ongoing relationship and a network of opportunities that can really help these children's lives. They think it's about fishing. But they learn very quickly, that, you know, the whole time there is really not about fishing. It's about, you know, having that time with yourself. The self-talk is a huge thing on the right. water. And I discovered that myself is that being out there with nobody else around, with the nature and, and the water and the boat and the sounds and all of that, it just it changes you internally. There's a lot of therapists talk a lot about the mechanics of fly fishing and how it reduces stress, your blood pressure, allows you to have inner self-talk, positive inner self-talk. There's a lot of research into that. As a matter of fact, there's a movie out called Mending the Line that if you haven't had a chance, I think it's coming out soon on Apple TV if you haven't seen it at the movies. But it's the same storyline, but they deal primarily with PTSD military. So it's 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 a growing way to deal, you know, with the past that you're trying to uh, grapple with, and, you, and a lot of people don't know how to do that. And a lot of people are adults, like I, like I was. I mean, I was well in my 20s before I even told anybody about it, and that was, you know, a therapist. But I really turned the corner when I started fly fishing, and we really wanted to share that experience with these kids. And, you know, first it was you know about fishing, and now it's grown so much beyond that, and the impact is showing that. We've taken over 225 kids to this river, and we've served over 100 kids in our SOAR program. And those numbers speak clearly that we've gone a long way in the, in the 11 years that we've been here. I think another aspect that's so important is just the support yeah. system. And, you know, these kids are in the situation through no choosing of their own. You know, they have may whether they come from an abuse background and had to be relinquished or maybe there's a drug addiction, you know, that mom and dad or or someone's in prison or, you know, there's they're just dealing with these different circumstances. And so, I mean, with your own kids, you have a support system, you know, mom and dad are there pouring into them. You've got aunts, uncles, you have this whole, and and that's really what these children's homes long for as well. But then they have to be very careful of who is coming in to that inner circle. But it's just um, been incredible to be considered um, a trusted support that just expands what they're already working to provide 24-7 to these kids. And one example of that is we're about to be moving offices, Big Oak Ranch in Alabama, 
is building um, a new center for their college age kids, kids that have graduated from the ranch. And that's going to be in Birmingham. And we've been asked to move our offices into that building because of the ongoing work that we're already doing with those kids. So I think that's an important aspect as well as the support and um, and just, you know, being around people that you can trust and people who are going to encourage you and believe in you and and say, hey, you can do this with whatever their dreams may be. Right. Yeah. So that's amazing. What would you knowing like where you've how far you've come to this point? What is your vision look like moving forward? What are your next steps in terms of growing? Like, where would you like secret. to see the organization go? <laughs> I would love to share that with you. Right now, but, He's got uh, a big vision. We've, we've, we've got a vision way beyond where we are now. And let me just say, God's going to expand our territory in a big way for us to um, serve additional kids, more kids, uh, and, and maybe even expand way beyond our original mission. So it's in the works now. And, and all I can say is, is that when you hear about it, you're going to go, wow. And we're in the midst of figuring all that out and finishing things up, but it's going to be a really big deal. We're just hanging on, enjoying the ride. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, for those listening, what do you guys have any immediate needs? Anything that you can think of that if there's anybody's tuned in right now that they want to contribute, they want to help out. That's the first thing. I mean, just uh, for these kids. Yeah. Say a prayer for us. And, and uh, that's, that, that is um, because God's got the wheel right now. And uh, we're just, you know, we're just trying to make sure that we we honor him in the work that we do. Um, and I just think, you know, we love for people to learn more about what we do. And you could follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn, um, Instagram. And then also our website is onrivertime.org. Um, so we, we, of course, accept and would love donations, but we're just appreciate to be able to the opportunity to be able to expand our circle and let more people know about the work that we do. But these are amazing kids. And, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, they're in these circumstances through no fault of their own. And so to be able to come alongside and serve them and love on them and let them know that they have worth, um, and that they can help make a difference um, in their own lives just by, you know, just trusting that God has a bigger plan for them beyond what they came from. And um, that's just part of their story. So we're honored to be able to serve them. We are so honored to serve them. Absolutely. They're great kids. And, and, and Sean, one of the biggest things personally that I had to do was to just to understand that what happened to me was not my fault. Mm-hmm. And we created an atmosphere of acceptance and love and everything that we do, whether it's camp or sore or whatever, for where these kids can can understand those words and really, you know, put them into play for their future. Well, I have my last, one of my last questions for many listening, and it seems like this is probably a common question that you get. How would you describe fly fishing? What, what, what does the activity entail? I think it seems like this is a, this is a, a key, a key descriptor here. Um, for people that need to understand what what is what's the difference between well, fishing and fly fishing? <laughs> I would just you know just fishing, fly fishing is really a, a a process of understanding the environment that you're in and creating a method to move through that environment. You know, you go from you've got to present the fly in a fashion to where the fish believes that it's a real fly 
you know. You've got to choose the right kind of fly to fish those waters. You have to understand how the mending affects the flow of the fly down through the riffles. You've got to teach yourself to not kick yourself in the rear when you miss a fish, you know, 30 feet back. It's a lot more active. It's engaged. It's a lot more thought process behind it versus, you know, picking out a lure and and casting it relentlessly into a lake like bass fishing. But this is more, if you came from Texas, you probably hunted as a kid. I did too. You know, hunting, it's more like hunting because you, you know where the fish should be and you're going to present that fly in a fashion that you'll get them to rise to the top. So it's, um, to me, it's a much more spiritual process than just regular fishing. And we do catch and release. And we do catch and release. Yes. <laughs> From that description, and I see the parallels between life lessons and, and how we navigate life and our obstacles yeah. that are presented in front of us. So it's And I was just beautiful. kidding because my first time fly fishing was my first day on the job, <laughs> Sean. Well, I'm not the expert. There <laughs> wasn't a prerequisite. Um, it is so beautiful just drifting down the Snake River. And usually if I'm going, I'm partnered with a kid. And so there's an opportunity to build relationship in that. And you're, you know, you've got the snow-capped mountains of the Grand Tetons in the background and you see moose or deer. And I I mean, so you're, I'm not the expert fly fisherman. So that's kind of my perspective is just taking in the beauty and being outside and how peaceful it is. And I love when our guide will share about like if the, if the kid missed a fish, like you got to let that go. You got to let that go. That's in the past. All you can do is look ahead. And um, that, you know, which I know Steve already touched on, but that is powerful. That's a powerful lesson to these kids. Like behind you and, and look forward. Absolutely. Yeah. With hope, look forward with hope. Well, with that, I, I think, Anybody listening is going to look forward to following you guys. Our organization has been uh, very proud to support you guys. And and I know when I presented y'all's application to our board, all of them were very impressed. Sean, we're so grateful for your heart and your desire to support nonprofits. It is a tremendous blessing. So you are definitely living your life in a way that makes a difference in this world. So thank you and to your board. Hello, I'm Libby, and this is what On River Time meant to me. On River Time was a special place for me as a kid growing up at a children's home. It was a place where I felt accepted, loved, and understood. It was always an environment where I could freely express my faith and be surrounded by others who share the same beliefs. It was a safe haven where I could openly express my beliefs, ask questions, and receive guidance from supportive mentors. Also, the friendship I formed at CARE were incredibly meaningful as we shared our struggles, encouraged one another, and grew together in our relationship with God. It was also a place of growth, healing, and spiritual connection for me. Thank you for listening to The Giving Stories and for checking out our latest episode. I hope that this inspires you to take action and to get more involved in your community and find nonprofits that you can help There are some amazing teams out there who are doing incredible work and they need all the support they can get. Thank you. Goodbye.